Welcome to the Successful Lazy Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Simington. Most people call me Rach, Rachie, whatever floats your boat. And this is the podcast for you. If you're into learning about celebrating and navigating the cyclical energies around us, your cycle, the moon, the seasons, everything. And if you're into redefining or rather rewriting what it looks like to achieve all of your biggest dreams, to attract all of your biggest desires, build your empire and change the world. Every week, I'm going to be bringing you episodes that really guide you and show you the way in reclaiming what it means to be a lazy bitch because we work smarter, not harder, how to quiet all of the stories that are surfing around us that come from society, the world that tells us we have to do this this one way and we get to say fuck you to the patriarchy, fuck you to all of it and experience what it's like to be successful and soak up every beautiful, juicy moment of it right now and not have anything to do with the way the world says we have to build our business. Let's get into today's episode. This episode has been on the docket, on the list for a while, and I have no idea why I haven't recorded it yet, but I think There is a little story in my head that I can't possibly do it justice. And obviously, I mean, you see the title, whatever I end up calling this, but this episode is on talking about the queen archetype, right? That ovulation phase of our cycle, the full moon, summer, that nurturing, self-loving, fucking empowered and grounded queen. And, you know, if you have been listening for a while or been working with your cycle for a while or, you know, working with me in, in, in one way, you know that um, this archetype is traditionally called mother. And there's a reason why I stopped calling it that and started calling it the queen And I've talked about this in a lot of my containers, but I don't think that I've ever, um, you know, come out and said it publicly um, or even in in a post. I'm going to have to definitely get my team on that. (laughs) Be a lazy bitch. Have them transcribe this podcast. That's actually exactly what's going to happen. But this topic deserves to be be talked about uh, because it was a really big shift that I had, you know, in 2020 but especially in the summer. And so as always, I'm going to tell you a little story and that will help bring so much depth to the concept that I want to share, which is the beauty and the value and the the worthiness, the insane worthiness that this energy, this archetype brings to our lives and why we have been doing her such a disservice why I did her such a disservice for so long and us as a society, why we do that. So little backstory here to my story. (laughs) I strongly believe that every feminine being 
identifies with one of the four archetypes each lifetime. So not only, right, do we have these cycles that are going around us at all times, we have our menstrual cycle. If you are a person who bleeds um, currently or at all, and we cycle through those four energies with each phase of our cycle, we see this this energy reflected all across nature that's inside of us. We see it reflected in the moon. And then that's another layer affecting us. We see that reflected in the earth, in her seasons. We see that as another layer is affecting us. And we see those four archetypes reflected in the years. Um, 2021 is a queen year, which is why, what a better time to do this episode, right? And we see this reflected in the life that a you know woman would lead the phases of a feminine being's life cycle we start out as the young energetic maiden from you know maybe our first bleed or the time that we feel we have become you know an adult <laughs> but from the time that we are young until around I say around the age of 30, but, you know, around that Saturn return time, approximately, we are maidens. We are starting out in the world. It is fresh. It is new. That spring season, right? That waxing moon energy, it it all goes into this young woman who's excited to take risks and get moving and going and building her life. And then we move into that queen phase of our lifetimes where we can see what we have felt We are able to enjoy the fruits of our creation and be still and enjoy this moment while we still have energy to enjoy it, right? It's it's such a beautiful space to pause and nurture ourselves and, oh, juicy. And then we move into being, you know, the old wise woman. We go through these four archetypes in our life and we also go through them every lifetime. And so I personally identify as a a queen lifetime. I have felt that for so long, even before I really dived into healing my relationship with the mother, with the queen, with this archetype. And I kind of wasn't excited about it at first. And and here's where this all ties in together. I, I was not excited in the fact that I... Am living a queen energy lifetime because I was kind of mad that it wasn't maiden. Um, I very much was in the stage of hypervaluing maiden at this point, hardcore. Um, it's where I was in, you know, that, that part of my lifetime. Um, and so I definitely was like, no, I'm a maiden. Like I'm so cute and fun and flirty. No, bitch. <laughs> And so I've gotten older, I am definitely the queen archetype, but I did not want to be, you know, what I called the mother archetype at that time, because to me, that meant doormat. Mother to me means walked all over, uh, sacrificial, overstimulated, mm, not something that I wanted to be, right? Someone who lost herself in and her kids who had no, no life outside her kids who was, you know, depressed and, 
going from coffee to wine, you know, like that, that kind of thing. And to be honest, how I saw my own mother be growing up, she didn't know how to say no. She doesn't know how to set boundaries. Um, she over, over gives. That's, that's really the essence I'm looking for. And I, I'm too selfish for that. And I don't mean selfish in a bad way. I mean that in the most beautiful way. Like I refuse to help other people to the point that it wears me down. Right. And I want to teach my kids. I want to teach every person this, like set your boundaries, say, say no. Right. And I, I just didn't want to be associated with that. I was like, kind of like annoyed and angry and ashamed because that's how I viewed mother. And you can even see this reflected back in, um, maybe not so much one of the first episodes from this podcast when it was bleed and succeed, but the say hello, not say hello, yeah, say hello to my little friend. Um, I think I definitely did the queen more justice in that than even, um, that first class I taught is an overview, which is your cycle. It's your superpower. It's pretty popular. Um, I'm definitely going to have to re-record it soon and you'll understand why once I get through this episode. But I did her dirty. If you go back and look at how I was, you know, even in my own cycle, how I was acknowledging, you know, that ovulation phase of my cycle, um, how I felt about the full moon energy. I was just very nonchalant about it. Um, if you look at how I presented it and when I was teaching, I was like, oh yeah, it's just the mother. Like this is a time to just like chill out and and be and exist. And I, yeah, like I really just glossed over it because I'm going to be honest, I didn't know how to teach about it. I, I didn't have a connection with it. It was, it, I had some major healing to do. And so I didn't see how it was beneficial. It was something that I taught because it existed and it was something we need to be aware, right? It's part of our cycle. I honored it as that, but I still did not see how it was a great one that was to be celebrated and focused on and just as good as the others. I thought I did, but I didn't. And I saw this reflected back in my clients, of course, because I'm the one teaching them. (laughs) And I would see how they would, you know, begin to heal their relationship with the Enchantress, which the wild woman, it's the PMS, right? The one that we all kind of have the most problems with at first. And uh, you know, they begin to be like, oh, wow, nothing is wrong with me. Okay, cool. Um, then they're like, okay, let's heal Crone and let's learn how to fully give into that. And then I usually notice we move into, it's kind of like a triage, right? Like the worst is Enchantress, then Crone. And then we move to Maiden because we would realize we're still overvaluing Maiden, uh, which is definitely going to be an episode in and of itself because that still is a very big thing. And I have a lot of content in it in Bleed and Succeed community. I highly recommend getting in there and checking that out. That space is phenomenal. But with Maiden, what we tend to do is because society puts her on a pedestal because she's right, young, energetic, flirty, cute, ability to take risks, super logical-minded, all all of these reasons, which I could go on a rant on. And we, we kind of say, this is our normal. This is the version of us that we like the most. We kind of tolerate the others, Right. Um, we, we're, we've been tolerating them, but we are still like putting everything on Maiden and not giving her enough space to have fun and breathe and, and be young and enjoy it. And after we kind of moved through that, I noticed that my clients did not have a relationship with mother. They were coming into BNS and saying, 
Uh, you know, I, I don't even notice when it happens. I feel like I just go from maiden to enchantress. And I mean, when I say I saw a lot of these posts, I saw a lot of these posts and it definitely, we took that as a note to start focusing on the queen in that container. And I saw this in my private clients. I, and I see this repeated over, you know, the years. Um, it, it is basically how it goes every time. And a lot of this, like I said, is because of the way that I taught it. And I fully recognize that. So let's kind of like fast forward to why I decided to rename this archetype, the queen, at least in my teachings. It's still the mother, right? It's still mother. It's still beautiful. But in, for education and spreading it out to the world purposes, and because I identify with it more, we now call it the queen. Uh, it's May, 2020, all right, two months into lockdown into this, uh, panoramic we've got going on. <laughs> Pandemic. I'm making a joke in case that isn't obvious. And we had just moved to the house right now. We have so much space. We have so much land and we're moving into queen season. And I felt this insane calling insanely intense. It's not insane. It was insanely intense calling to really take this time, take this season, the summer queen season to really live with that archetype. I started doing that last fall. Every season, I really embraced what it meant to to live cyclically in a seasonal aspect. And I have an episode about that, by the way, go check it out from season two. Um, something about seasonal energies or some shit. Anyway. <laughs> and so it's, we're here and I was like, I have to embody and discover and sit with and allow it to be revealed to me what it means to be a queen, what it means to embrace this energy and slow down and be grounded and be present, and be connected and be powerful. And what it means to be a bright, light, yang energy and be a being, resting energy. You know, I could make sense of maiden. It's active and it's a bright, yang energy. It's pretty easy to make sense of crone. It is a dark, yen, being, resting energy. That makes sense. But queen and enchantress, you know, enchantress being a yin but an active phase that took me a minute to wrap my head around to, to conceptualize that. And I did. Um, but I hadn't quite figured out what it means to not make queen a second maiden, to not try to extend out. And that, that goes into hypervaluing maiden as well, but it also is a devaluing queen. What it means to see her for who she is and allow yourself to be still during this time. And part of the resistance to this, by the way, is this scarcity mindset, this hustle mindset, this fucking patriarchal capitalist bullshit that tells us you can't rest. You have to show up the same every single day or you're going to lose everything. I mean, I still fucking see that sometimes floating around the internet. You got to show up consistently every single day or your business is never going to succeed. Ew. No, gross. We don't like that. <laughs> if you're listening right now, please, for the love of God, I don't care where you are, but just go with me. It's gross. 
We don't like that. Um, shout out to my bestie for, <laughs> for having me pick up her manners and like gagging at things that we think are disgusting. Anyway, um, <laughs> where was I at? Hmm. We try to embrace living cyclically and it, it can be hard, right? And being lazy is what it feels like, which is why I have renamed you know, this brain and really embrace being lazy is because when we think about living cyclically, which is the natural way for women and feminine beings to live, by the way, there's nothing wrong with it. It's literally how we're designed. And we're made to believe that the way that we are designed to exist and operate is somehow wrong and lazy and bad. It's not. Spoiler alert. And so when we do this, we can kind of embrace that crone is our, you know, built-in vacation, our relaxed time. It's, you know, okay, I'm bleeding and, uh, you know, so I can, I can kind of take this downtime. I can, I can handle that, right? Like I can have one week or a few days where I don't do anything, where I be, okay, I think I can get my head wrapped around that. But y'all's head spins, my, my head spun too, I can't, but y'all's heads spin. When I tell you and I point out that there are two resting phases in our cycle, there is an equal amount active as there is to resting. And I get it. Like this is, that's a big kind of like to swallow when we have been surrounded and inundated with this, you have to keep going. You have to like ultra masculine. Who? We have to show up and do all this stuff all the day. Who bros? Yeah. Like, ew, no. We are meant to be and rest half of our existence. <sighs> Take a deep breath with that, y'all. Like, isn't that exactly what you want to hear? Isn't that exactly what you desire? And I hear you that that there might be some cognitive dissonance happening. Uh, hard to accept, or it's like, well, how do I even go about doing that? Because the conditioning runs so deep. And that's part of like being in an SLB program, whether that is, uh, you know, lazy bitches mastermind, whether that is working with me one on one, maybe it's what I have coming up this summer, but part of being a successful lazy bitch and part of working with me and what I provide for my clients is this deconditioning, the support during the deconditioning, the reminding, the permission giving that is needed to rewrite those tapes that are so deeply ingrained into the, like our computer system that is our brain and to input that new software and rewrite the old software. It's not easy. Stuff pops up constantly. I call it like the laziness guilt, right? Comes to visit us. We can feel like that's so inherently wrong and we will never get anything done and it freaks us out, right? Like, oh my God, no, I can't do that. And that's why turning to the spirituality aspect of working with our cycles, building a relationship with each archetype, so incredibly important in healing because when you go to like that root cause of what's behind all this, all that other noise just falls into place, right? When we know that this is how we are meant to exist, that we operate on the same rhythm and pattern as the nature that surrounds us. How could we possibly be doing what's wrong? 
when we know that we are meant to be resting as much as we are doing, all of a sudden we don't put our value in how, quote, productive we are and how much we do and how much we provide for other people. And our value becomes who we are as human beings, as people, as lazy bitches. We begin to embrace that laziness. And so for all of these reasons and probably a few more that I can't quite conceptualize or put into words yet, I felt compelled to start renaming and reteaching the mother archetype and start talking about her like the queen that she is. And my last thoughts on this are, there's nothing wrong with the mother, right? It's, it's our perception of what, of that word. The mother is the queen. The queen is the mother. A mother is a queen. You are a queen. And I mean that very, very literally. You are. A mother is not someone who gets used and walked over and thrown in the trash and discarded after she has served everyone. She's not the 1950s housewife. Not saying we can't, you know, play 1950s sometimes for some role play. I mean, (laughs) not against that, but she's the queen. So I'm not renaming this because there's like, right, there's something wrong with the mother. We need to disregard that completely. This is an effort to bridge the gap between where we are now collectively as a society and how much healing we need to do with the word mother, with the mother archetype. And it's also recognizing that a lot of us have very uh, complicated relationships with our mothers. Whether they are good people or not, they still lived in a society that, that we didn't. And the one that we're still trying to change as hard as it is for us to break out of this, you know, super deep patriarchal conditioning, imagine how hard it was for them. So, right, just on a collective phase. And so when we think of mother, especially when there is a complicated and sometimes not pleasant history there with our own mothers, it is so much easier for us to connect with the queen while we are healing those wounds. So call it what you want. There is no rule. I can't say you can't call it mother ever. Um, A lot of my clients still do. And I think that's beautiful. I even still do often. But in regards to teaching and when you see me put out content, it we are calling the mother queen. We are calling that ovulation phase queen. We are calling the full moon energy, which as I'm recording, this is where we're at. Like, how beautiful. We're calling that queen. We are calling summer queen. And that's why. Thank you so much for subscribing, listening, and leaving a review. I'd be ecstatic to connect more with you on the socials. And as always, an invitation to screenshot the episode, put it in your stories, and tag me. I love seeing those. See you next time.